This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> Let's go. It is the Brock and Salt Show on Seattle Sports on 710 seattlesports.com, Seattle Sports app, and the podcast platforms everywhere. Great to be with you guys this morning on what is going to be a hot couple of days here in Seattle. It's that week, right? That week that we're always talking about. You could smell a little of the ash over the weekend. Yesterday morning, woke up to that and uh, going uh, to be a little toasty. So uh, please make sure uh, you stay safe and stay where you got to be here over the course of the next few days. Uh, we're going to talk a lot this morning about Felix. Justin, I want your impression being there around Felix and around the park this weekend. The irony of George Kirby getting Felix to on Saturday night is just unbelievable. I mean, like you, you couldn't write that script. And if you did, people would be like, come on. Didn't happen on that day. No way. But yes, of course it did on Saturday. And then uh, yesterday, the back and forth with the home runs and the robberies and some interesting decisions being made, et cetera. So a lot of Mariner stuff talked this weekend or from this weekend. And then, of course, um, the uh, the Seahawks as well. We're going to get a lot of. A lot of uh, a lot of football talk. I've been thinking a lot about this team and kind of where they're going and what they need to do. And the more I look at it, and the more I think about it, the better I'm feeling about this year's Seahawks team. Okay, so, so you're not going. It's not a roller coaster this time. No, I'm not roller coastering. I'm feeling kind of good about where this team is headed. Right. I don't know whether they're a Super Bowl team. I don't want to exaggerate it, but I am feeling better and better, and which means they'll probably go like you know five and twelve. But <laughs> I am feeling pretty good about the direction in which they're headed and and sort of how they can shore up a couple of things to be in in good shape. Uh, I did want to start here, and I don't know, maybe this is early, but we only have four hours to do it. So before I get your your Felix stuff, Justin, I do want to talk about this auction that we are uh, doing today here on the show, and it's only going to be today, and it's only going to go until nine fifty five when the show comes to an end. So all bids need to be submitted by 9.55 a.m. And here's kind of what we've got to to offer and how you can bid, and hopefully you can share this a little bit. There's a, a website uh, at, at uh, seattlesports.com that you can click on. It's got all the details of this. So we wanted to do what we could to help uh, people who have been impacted by the, fire, by the fires in Maui and specifically in Lahaina. And so we've got a, an auction package that we will be uh, auctioning off this morning. And we've got a whole bunch of different parts to the package. I want to just be clear on a couple of things because essentially the biggest part of this, of this uh, auction item is that it's a trip to Maui for next year. Nobody wants to be sending anybody there right now. Uh, we've got a condo, and yes, that condo has already been offered up uh, currently to house some people um, who are who are out of luck right now at the moment due to all the de- devastation and destruction. But we've got a condo, uh, and it's in Kihei, not in the Lahaina area. So it's in South Maui rather than West Maui. It's not anywhere near where the damage has been done. It's not going to disturb people that have uh, that have been displaced or anything like that. So here's what we've got. Three nights, Ocean View condo in the Kihei area of Maui, mutually agreed upon date in 2024. It comes with two round-trip tickets on Alaska, again, mutually agreed upon date. So you can get there and back without having to pay for it. Uh, $750 towards a rental car, which was given donated by Carter Volkswagen. So you can get around the island while you're there. 
$250 gift card at a local restaurant. And though it's not on Maui, we thought it would be great. It was a little hard to get in touch with the um, golf courses there. So a foursome of golf at Chambers Bay. All uh, right. I want to thank Zach over at Chambers Bay for immediately saying yes when we called and asked about that. So we're going to add a foursome of golf at Chambers Bay. I'm happy to go play with you, by the way, if you want. If that's if that's a selling item, I'm, I'm all in. I'm happy to go with you if I have to do it. Um, and if you don't want me there, that's fine as well. So you don't go with Yes, that's also fine. <laughs> however you want to handle that. All right. So if you would like to bid on that package, I've been trying to just do the numbers on roughly what that's worth. I think that's worth around between four and $5,000 just out of pocket. Not, not even including whatever, you know, you want to add to it to win an auction item. I huh. think the, the realistic cost of that is somewhere in the four to $5,000 range. Bid whatever you want. Right. And you can bid by texting the amount you'd like to bid and uh, the word bid, B-I-D, to 866-979-3776. So it's just our, our regular text line, 866-979-3776. Text the word bid and then the dollar amount that you'd like to bid. And I'll try to update you guys throughout the morning on kind of where that's at. Uh, and we'll see if we can, uh, you know, really raise a ton of great money to help uh, the my the Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. So uh, right. that's uh, that's our plan. Well, here. we we got one already. So we did. Yeah. Look at that. Five hundred bucks. We're we're all on our way. Five hundred bucks. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I I'm hoping that we can do more than that. But that's a great start. Yes, it is. All right. Keep me updated. You, had, you weren't even done talking about it. I yet. wasn't even that's done already, talking. So that's, that's that's a good sign. All right. Good to hear. All right. So uh, text the word bid and the amount that you're willing to uh, bid. To 866-979-3776, and uh, we will follow that over the course of the morning. Justin. Yes. What was Felix weekend like being down there the whole time? And what was Felix like? Felix was so sweet, so nice, so welcoming. And You covered the guy for a long time. You know he wasn't always the one that's out doing autograph signings and being that that joyful face Mm -hmm. of the team like other players have. And the, none of, that wasn't a knock against him. That's just a, an observation is the way he's been as a player, right? This weekend, total opposite. Really? He leaned completely in, photo opportunities, signing stuff for fans, high five and smiling, getting emotional. Uh, he was so generous and gracious with the people that I got to see him around that it was, I don't know, it made me love him more. And like, I've been a huge fan of him since I remember I got here in 2005. So it was the year that he came up to start. He's, I think he's 19 because he and I share a birthday. I think he's exactly a year older than mm-hmm. me or something like this. And I remember following him as a college baseball player thinking like, oh, man, someday I'm going to make it to the bigs knowing that there's not a chance that's ever going to happen. But he uh, came over Friday to do his little appearance there with Wyman and Bob at Victory Hall. There was a Kings Court pre-party and then they did an after party after the games both nights. And after his um, radio hit. They brought him over to me because I was hosting the con- the costume contest mm-hmm. and there's some raffles. And I was thinking like he was going to come over and maybe high five the, the the contestants and get out of there. He stood there and helped judge the contest. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, I did not expect this. Like he was, uh, he I kind of looked at him like you don't have to say anything right. if you don't want it. Like I don't, I wasn't told that you were going to be handed a microphone or anything. And so it was, you know, judged on uh, the crowd noise and everything. And he leaned in and played along with it and had fun and. Uh, it was super cool. And then Saturday, you know, every time that, uh, Felix was on the mound, they did the turkey leg. Mm-hmm. So the chef would come down, pick a fan, hand it to him, take a bite. We all know the story. So Saturday I get, uh, hey, we're going to send you out to host a turkey leg. And I was like, okay, sounds great. Where do you want me to go? And they're like, well, we're working on it. I was like, what? 
Why wouldn't I just go to the normal section? Right, you wouldn't just be in left field. So I go up. Uh, they, they, I get a text. Hey, it's this area. Meet the camera guy. And I, I get up there, and they, uh, they say, okay, get working right here. Let's in right here. And then here come four more cameras. I'm like, this isn't normal. We're like, Felix is going to be delivering the turkey leg. Oh, I was like, awesome. oh yes. So uh, I, you know, we get down to the section. I find a person that's standing right there, and she had a couple kids with her. I think her name was Latasha. And I just wanted to make sure really quickly, like, you're not a vegetarian, are you? <laughs> She's like, no, why? And I was like, I just want to make sure you wanted to like, get involved in the turkey leg situation. And, uh, and Felix came down, surprised everybody. Same thing. He was just so cool and so nice. Stopped, took some pictures, and the video looks great on social media. But uh, he was, I mean, he's just great. That's, mm. there's, a, there's a reason he's a favorite, and I love that he's not afraid to be emotional. He doesn't stop himself from getting emotional and crying when he feels like it. I, I think that's fantastic. Well, and and some of that is what made him great, totally. right? I mean, like that ability to kind of draw on those emotions, utilize them and and center them, focus them, et cetera. Uh, probably part of the reason Felix was able to be Felix. And, you know, it's very appropriate that he would go into the crowd like that. I mean, he could never be in the King's court, obviously, because it was always when he was pitching. Yeah. When you first started telling the story, I, I wasn't able. I watched Friday. I watched last night. I was out. I went to the Barbie movie on uh, on Saturday. Oh, so I was, that. you know, what? it was really good. <laughs> it was a really funny movie. I was told after your Taylor Swift take that that was basically the plot of the movie. Uh, yes, basically the same thing. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I was like, yep, and check. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but when you first started telling the story of of bringing the turkey leg somewhere, I thought you were going to say that you brought it to Felix where he was sitting. And then as you told her, it starts like, oh, actually, that makes so much more sense because it gets Felix interacting with the people who helped make the King's Court great. And, he, so, and obviously he had really never cool. done it, never been a part of the turkey right. leg thing. Like, that was, That's good. Story. It was great. Very, very cool. Congratulations to Felix. And uh, unfortunately, yes, uh, we did see George Kirby get Felix to, on Saturday night. Crazy game yesterday. I want to run through what happened. We'll do that coming up next along with everything you need to know. It is Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, after winning nine in a row, the Mariners found a couple of tough ways to lose in extra innings the last two days. First, Felix game for Felix Knight as they were shut out one nothing, wasting a nine inning. Unbelievable shutout performance from George Kirby. They lose it in the 10th. And then yesterday, they give up one in the ninth, tie it up themselves, which was the highlight of the day. Here's a swing and a high drive. Deep to right field by Canzone. Going, going. Goodbye, baseball. Off the top of the hit in here, Cafe. Dom Canzone ties it at 3-3 three to three here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Mullins wasn't going to catch that one. Dom Canzone with his second home run. Holy smokes. And he crushed it. Mariners 3, the Orioles 3, everybody on their feet here at T-Mobile Park. I actually thought Mullins was going to catch that one based on the play he had made just a moment earlier. Don't worry, though, because Mullins won it a few minutes later with a two-run shot of his own in the top of the 10th. I got to tell you, I I really didn't love the way that game was managed yesterday. I I just I thought some of the decision making was wrong and it has nothing to do with who they brought in out of the pen I know there's a lot of people upset that they didn't bring in Sacedo in the 10th alright I, I mean like I'm not going to quibble with that I kind of generally trust the manager to know who's got the right pockets and Scott's got such a good history there that I'm not going to get involved but I was really surprised that they didn't run uh, walk the runner in the ninth or the 10th same 
And I thought both times it screwed them. I mean, you kind of go back to it, and you would have walked the bases loaded in the ninth. Okay, fine, but with one out, you set up the double play. Well, the little squibber back to the pitcher probably would have been an out, if not a double play. And also, the next guy hit what would have been a double, or what was a double play ball. Yep. So That's you would have gotten thing. out of that inning, and then in the tenth inning, with men on man on third, one out. Why are you pitching to Mullins? He's really good. And why not set up a double play again, especially with a guy with a nasty slider? Put him on, and guess what the next guy did? He hit a ground ball to short that would have been a tailor-made double play ball. So I was, I didn't understand it. I didn't like it in the moment. And uh, obviously it hurt. Our Mariners remain six and a half back in the division. Game and a half back in the wild card. They're in Kansas City for four games starting tonight. Uh, a couple of roster moves. Sam Haggerty came up. On Friday to replace J.P. Crawford, who goes to the seven-day concussion IL, Marco Gonzalez. His season is officially over, unfortunately. Uh, he will have surgery to relieve the nerve issue that he's having in his left forearm. Here's the second thing you need to know. Pretty amazing moment Saturday night. Long live the King, Felix Hernandez, a six-time All-Star. A Cy Young Award winner and the only pitcher in Mariners history to throw a perfect game. Join me in welcoming the 11th and the newest member of the Mariners Hall of Fame. A great pitcher and a snappy dresser. A great pitcher and a snappy dresser, says Rick, for the King, Felix Hernandez. What a weekend it was. He's such an interesting story, right? He played on some really lousy teams that never really did enough for him, uh, as we were just saying. But he was just so good when he was at his best. As good as anyone in the league, maybe better than anyone in the league, and continued to sign contracts here, never wanted to be traded, despite so many other teams that always seemed to want him. It just led to an unbelievable connection that he had specifically with the fans here. He knew it. I would say because I stay, because it was it was fun to watch every five days when Felix pitched. Uh, they gave me a lot of excitement, too. So every time I jump to the mound, cross those two lines, and... Uh, I just do more than 100%, 1,000% for them every single game. Yeah, and it definitely came through when he was on the mound. By the way, fun little surprise for Felix on Saturday. It was one thing to show everything to the fans and the surprises to the fans, Justin, like you mentioned, of having Felix come out and offer the turkey leg. But how about Adrian Beltre showing up? Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way he's missing this event. Here he is, Felix's good friend and former Mariner, Adrian Beltre. Uh, an emotional Felix Hernandez when he saw his buddy Beltre show up. Pretty cool moment, and congratulations to Felix. Here's the third thing you need to know. All right, injury report is, uh, well, it's a workout right now for the Seahawks. Players are coming and going. Devin Witherspoon, Reek Woolen, Devin Bush, Olu Oluwatimi, Dariq Young, all among those who have not been participating in at least the team portion of practices. It was good to see Ken Walker get in there, at least in some individual drills. Yep. Yeah, he jumped back out today, got, uh, got going, and, and uh, he'll start picking up some reps now, which is great to see. Also, you saw Tariq got out there for the first time. He felt kind of rusty. I walked off with him talking about it. He was rusty, but uh, he was really happy to be out working with the fellows again. Yeah, it was good to see. One of the guys, again, it's such a crowded cornerback room, secondary room. The Kobe Bryant's been playing quite a bit at safety. We got a chance to see it on Thursday night. Pete really liked what he saw. I thought Kobe played really well. 
Kobe, and if you remember the mock game, Kobe played really well also. He's uh, really getting comfortable playing back on, on the back end. Um, he's been really physical, noticeably one of the best hitters out there. And so I'm really pleased to see that, you know, coming from the corner spot and, you know, in the nickel spot. That's, uh, that's a good statement he's made. And so he's really serious about, you know, getting, getting everything in order. All right, that's everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. And more will uh, go into a little bit more depth here in a few minutes with uh, our little trip around the weekend, which we do every Monday at 630. Just give you an update. So right off the bat, we're at about $1,000 uh, in our bidding right now for our auction item. And just to run through it again, I'll be doing this throughout the morning because I really want this thing to to help out the folks who, who need it with the uh, Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. So the auction, uh, again, is for a three-night Ocean View condo in Maui, it's in Kihei, so it's not near uh, where the devastation was in Lahaina. It's on the south side of the island. Uh, mutually agreed upon date next year. This is not for, like, tomorrow. Nobody wants to be sending anybody uh, to Maui right away. But by next year, they're really going to want to need the tourism there. So uh, Ocean View Condo on Maui next year. Round-trip airfare for two, thanks to Alaska Airlines. $750 towards a rental car, thanks to Carter Volkswagen. And a $250 restaurant gift card plus a foursome of golf here at chambers bay so again i think the value on all of that together is probably four to five thousand dollars i mean chambers is going to cost you what 250 a piece depending on the time of year there's a thousand dollars right there Mm -hmm. and then add in ocean view condo that's going to be at least a thousand dollars for three nights airfare right now is running what five to seven fifty maybe even more than that on a on a trip to hawaii round trip so that might be another 1500 to 2000 right there and then you got the gift card so yeah you add that up it's fairly significant so just text the word bid followed by the amount you'd like to bid to 866-979-3776 again text the word bid and your dollar amount to 866-979-3776 right now the uh, high bid is a thousand dollars and i would like to see that uh, go up significantly oh, over and, the course and of the bidding closes at nine fifty-five this morning really nine fifty-four fifty-nine. but let's just call it nine fifty-five. so get it in before nine fifty-five this morning Talk to your wife, talk to your husband, talk to your family, talk to your partner, talk to your buddy, and uh, yeah, have an awesome trip to Hawaii next year and uh, really help out people in the meantime because every cent of that will go directly to the Maui Fire Relief Fund. All right, come right back and more will take us through a busy weekend, not just the Seahawks or not just the Mariners rather, but one other team that is sort of an adopted Seattle team had themselves an interesting weekend. We'll uh, include that as well next. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, we've uh, doubled the amount on the bid. Our high bid right now is $2,000, although we've got a couple at 2000 so somebody's going to need to break that tie. You can keep texting in bids for this auction at 866-979-3776. Text the word bid and then the dollar amount that you would like to uh, to bid for the auction, 866-979-3776. And again, it's a uh, condo in Maui for next year in Kihei. 
ocean view. It's really nice. Uh, and then um, you got airfare. You've got you've got a car, seven hundred fifty dollars towards a rental car. You've got a little restaurant gift card. You've got uh, round four Chambers Bay. So uh, yeah, some really really cool items all together. So add all of that together. And uh, right now the high bid is two thousand, but we got a couple of two thousand. So uh, what can you do to beat it? Text bid plus the amount to eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Mora, let's go around the weekend. All right, we will start off with the Mariners as we often do. Uh, Friday we got word before the game that J.P. Crawford was placed on IL for a concussion, and uh, Caballero was in at shortstop for him. In his absence, some of the big names in the lineup came up big. Cal Raleigh hit a two-run shot in the bottom of the first to make it 2 nothing. That's already his fourth this month. Uh, they tacked on two more runs early in the bottom of the fourth with four singles and a sack fly. Then Julio did this. Now the set by Gibson. And the next off from the way to Julio. Swinging a fly ball into right field and deep. O'Hearn to the warning track near the wall. Leaps up and it's gone. Goodbye baseball. Julio Rodriguez with an opposite field. Three-run home run in the front row. His 19th home run of the season. Three more runs are in. A five-run bottom of the fourth. And the Mariners now lead the Orioles 7-1. to one. That home that was run was nuts. To take opposite field. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> his ability to drive that pitch on a line that far with that swing... I mean, these are the reasons that Julio is special, right? Ultimately, I understand some of the frustration. You need Julio to start doing that in some big moments, not just the tack-on moments, etc. But you got to understand that over the course of a long period of time, I really do believe those things will even out. He's just too good a player. And when you see some of those skills, it's one thing to hit a ball 450 feet like Cal Raleigh did the other day. The ability to take that ball and go the other way with it, it is stupid power. That is just stupid strong and unbelievable ability to control a bat and just swing inside out and do everything you're supposed to do in that moment. Julio did it. And uh, Friday night, was that was a great way to kind of cap off the eight-game win streak, right? Yeah. Just destroy the Orioles, who did sort of sacrifice, right? I mean, they kind of waved the white flag and were like, yeah, we're just going to leave, what's his name, Gibson? Yeah, we're going to leave Gibson in the it. game, let him wear it, save the bullpen, and it, it helped them win the next two games. So you understand why they did what they did. It was fun to see and remember what this offense is capable of and actually just get a nice, easy win for a change. That uh, that home run also won one fan. 100,000 Alaska Airlines miles. Is that true? Fly, fly away Friday. If, if anybody hits a home run in the fourth inning, they pick a fan. That person was 100,000 miles. Ah, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of awesome. On top of Julio's flights of 44, two rows get uh, round-trip flights from Alaska. That's awesome. It was, it was a lot. Is that a kid, Julio? I know. It was really cool. <laughs> very kind. Very kind. Uh, eight of the nine batters in the lineup had at least one hit. Teoscar was the only one that did not. Uh, four of them had multiple hits. Ty France had a solo shot of his own in the bottom of the fifth. The windup in the 0-1 pitch. A tie swing and a belt deep to left field. This one is going and goodbye baseball. High above the head-operated scoreboard and straight away left field. Ty France with his ninth home run of the year. And the third home run for the Mariners against the Orioles tonight. It's the Mariners 8 and the Orioles 1, and we're only in the bottom of the fifth inning. I was looking at Ty France's home run totals for the year the other day, and I was like, oh, he's in single digits. Yeah. That's, wow. He's really had a bad year. I mean, until the last week or two, he started to kind of pick it up. Ty's had an absolutely abysmal season. 
Uh, no other way around it. I really hope that he's starting to come out of it. Because when you go through this lineup and say, okay, what were you kind of banking on this year? One of those things was clearly Ty France is going to be the player he was at the first half of last year, not the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was an absolute set in stone, something that you were just banking on. You didn't go out and get anybody else to challenge him at first base. He was your first baseman, which, by the way, is a premier offensive position in this league. And he's had a terrible year. I, like no other way to sugarcoat it. Right. What is that now? Nine home runs, eight home runs, something like that. Yeah, he's I had this he's season. Nine, yeah. It's it's and this is a guy that really if you go back the two years previous, go back to the year they didn't make the playoffs, but won 90 games. Ty France is their best player. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Go back two years. Ty France is probably their best player. I haven't looked at the war numbers for it, but I, it wouldn't shock me if he either led the team or was close and just watching the games, I would have said he's their best player. Fast forward to this year, and he's just he's had a tough season. Hopefully, this is the beginning of the bounce back, because if he does get hot and turns back into the Ty France that he was, because he's not, it's not like he's old. I mean, he's still right in the prime of his career. That is such a game changer for this team. Huge. Maybe some of it was injuries, but I'm, I've am i kind of come to the conclusion that he's just a real streaky guy. Could be true. Could absolutely be true. Well, let's get one of those hot streaks. We mentioned, like, you know, now. Seriously, a few times at spring training, we're like, what happens if Evan White does right. get healthy and come back? And then, of course, that yeah, we all know happen. what happened after that. Yeah. But that was, was going to be a fun dark horse potentially this year if it was going to be there. Did work out. Yeah. yeah. Um, then Julio doubled on the bottom of the sixth to run the score up to 9-1. Luis Castillo went six innings, giving up just one run and striking out eight. Uh, Trent Thornton gave up another run in the ninth, but overall a, a low-stress 9-2 win for the Mariners. We know it would the low-stress would not continue this weekend. No, that was a, that was a one-time only. <laughs> so that was nice. Fair. Um, but Saturday, like I said, was not low-stress, as it turned out to be a pitcher's duel that went to extra innings, but... The night started out with Felix Hernandez being inducted into the Mariners Hall of Fame with a sellout crowd of 45,823 on hand to watch. Um, we, you already played a little bit of the Adrian Beltre sound, but what was cool about that was that they had him do this whole pre-recorded video thing for Felix beforehand, so uh, it looked like he wasn't there. Oh, I didn't realize that. So he was like, yeah, you know, you are you had a great career, all that stuff, and then he was like, you know what, hold on. And hold, on then, yeah, hold on a second. Then that's when they announced, <laughs> and that's why I think why Felix lost it so much, too, because it was a surprise. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's cool. What a great really way cool. to do it. Yeah. It was really smart. I mean, the Mariners do this stuff so well. They, <laughs> they really are good at this stuff. They really, yeah. Um, and then here's a little bit of Felix thanking Mariners fans that night. To the amazing Seattle fans. And the Kings goal. You are the greatest fan in the world. Thank you for all the support. I love you guys. Pretty fun. That's nice. Yeah. It was really fun. I love seeing the the old Hall of Famers come back too. That's always like they had every Mariner Hall of Famer there. Uh, it looked like it. No, uh, Randy wasn't there. Uh, no, Randy. Okay. Yeah, everybody else. I think so. I think I have to run down the list really quick. Yeah, Al. Yeah, yeah. I think just Randy. I saw Ichiro was still holding it over Felix that he had more bobbleheads yeah. than Felix did. <laughs> It's only by one. <laughs> I still have one. More Are we gonna do like Ichiro coach bobblehead? It feels like we should, don't you think? Probably, yeah. He still got it. It just looks like any other. Ichiro I was gonna say it wouldn't be any different. He dresses yeah, the same, right? Before. Exactly. <laughs> they could just put out, uh, yeah, mass produce it ones they've already done. All right, 
Back to the game. Kirby was spectacular in, as you mentioned, a very Felix-esque yes. night, going nine innings of three-hit ball with no walks and seven strikeouts. Cole Irvin actually had um, a pretty good game against the Mariners, which he usually doesn't. <laughs> gave up two hits and a walk in his five innings pitched. But the Orioles' bullpen would work the combined shutout with Felix Bautista pitching the last two innings, striking out four. He got Rojas, Julio, and Suarez in order in the 10th. Unfortunately, the Orioles had already scored um, in the top of the 10th when Cedric Mullins, who was the runner placed at second in extras, stole third, and Ryan Mountcastle singled off of Munoz to drive him home. Ems lose 1-0. Yeah, I mean, look, all things come to an end, and I think everybody can kind of excuse a shutout night. Like, the offense has been humming, right? Unfortunately, there were some little, you know, reminders of what had been the norm over the first half of this season. And this offense is not going to be elite. I don't think anybody has that expectation for it. It's tough, though. I mean, it just it did bring back a lot of those painful memories, both from the early part of the season and from Felix's time. But the Felix thing was crazy. Like that team would score like five runs the game before and after. And then Felix would show up and they'd be like, we are out of here. You go handle this yourself. I'm good. We're just going to watch. I mean, yeah, the Felix thing was nuts. This year, like the runs they're scoring now are kind of the anomaly. We were seeing a lot of this kind of ball earlier. Yeah, but good. good, You know, look, Kirby was filthy coming right after the day where Logan Gilbert was maybe had his best start as a Mariner. I mean, like, I think what you're seeing is that this pitching staff really is absurd. Yes. And we were talking about Bryce Miller, who was really good again yesterday. You're talking about a rotation that just doesn't let up. I think I uh, I mentioned this story, but when the Red Sox were in town, I ran into Lou Merloni, who played. He was a utility infielder for them back in the day. His biggest claim to fame is he was like Nomar's best friend. But he uh, now does Red Sox games on the radio. And he's just like. Dude, this, this rotation's absurd. He's like, I was looking at, okay, okay, who we're going to see when we're here? And, oh, they're going to miss Castillo. Thank God. Oh, it's going to be Kil- Gilbert and Kirby. And I was like, yeah, wait till you get a load of Bryce Miller, too. He's like, <laughs> that's just sort of how this rotation is. And there are really no breaks, no let-ups in it, no nights where you're like, yeah, I don't really like what I'm going to see. Kirby was great. Unfortunately, just one of those nights where the offense didn't have it. And it was against Cole Irvin, who the Mariners just crushed. I know. They've had such good luck against him. (laughs) Do it again. I know. Yeah, it's too bad. I saw that. Their bullpen did a nice job. And as you said, they didn't stress them the night before. So... They were, um, they were also due to get beat by Cole Irvin. I mean, like, that guy's a good pitcher. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, who, he's who they've just completely destroyed. He's great against everybody else. how about else. a random Wednesday day game? Not, not on this Saturday. <laughs> I know. Felix night. Yeah. Uh, here was Scott Service after the game on letting Kirby go the full nine. Uh, the decision was probably uh, already made. We were going to send him back out. But, you know, I went down to talk to him down in the, in the tunnel there between innings where he hangs out. And uh, I said, how we doing? And he looked at me like, don't you dare. <laughs> so uh, I said, I'm not taking you out. I said, you've earned the right to go back out there. And pitch count was in check. He was throwing the ball great. Um, made a little interesting, the leadoff single. But uh, good for him. He was able to work through it. Kirby is intense during a game. I would right? not want to get that look, that don't you dare look from him. <laughs> It's so funny because he's, I mean, he seems like such a choir boy, but like then yeah. you get a, the shots of him in those moments. It's like, oh, that was a different dude. Yeah. It's so funny just to contrast because Gilbert's kind of the same way. And then Luis Castillo's always out there like, hey, everybody. Right, he's just laughing, <laughs> having a good having time. A good time. <laughs> Kirby was fired up, too. He did not like home plate umpires. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after the game, he could, like just catches the out for the final out of the, the ninth and not the game. He storms the dugout, slams his glove against the wall. Like, he was, he had a couple stare downs of the home plate. Whatever you need to, to fire you up, right? 
Yeah, my dad, who, as I've mentioned, is a Red Sox fan and kind of like yours, doesn't watch a lot of others. He had seen that and he was like, "Why was? What is he so mad about?" I, was like, I don't. He's mad. Don't He's know. fired up. Pitches mad. Good for him. Great. <laughs> All right, we'll go through yesterday's quickly because unfortunately another loss. But Orioles got on the board first when a throwing error by Dylan Moore and. Um, An Adley Rutschman single set up Gunnar Henderson for a sack fly. That gave them a 1-0 lead in the top of the third. Eugenio Suarez tied it up in the bottom of the third with an RBI single that scored Rojas. Julio doubled in the bottom of the fifth, driving Rojas in again to make it 2-1 M's. And Austin Hayes' RBI single tied it at two in the top of the sixth, and we seem destined for another extra innings affair. Munoz enters in the ninth and immediately gets a strikeout, but then a ground rule double and a walk made things a little tense. Munoz was in charge with a uh, Bach that advanced the go-ahead runner to third. Dumb. Service was heated. This Dumb. is him talking about it after the game. You know, to call that in that situation, you're looking to make an impact in the game. Um, he made an impact in the game. Uh, the umpire did for sure. So, again, you don't see it called in that spot. Um, you know, I haven't looked at the replay. Did he balk? Did he not balk? I didn't think he did, but... Um, I get ejected from a guy 150 feet away. I never said a word. Made one hand gesture and get thrown out of the game. That's ridiculous. My opinion. It was. Agreed. It was dumb, man. I, I don't. I thought he came set long enough. There's, you know, the Bach rules are so iffy, and and when they get called and when they don't. I mean, whatever. I, I thought that he came as set as he would have as anybody else does. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw some people arguing on Twitter. It was like, oh, his glove was still moving a little bit. And I'm like, whatever, man. Yeah, I got to say, like, like if I mean, you, you have to slow it down to see it. Well, it, it should be getting called a lot more often if that's how you're Exactly. Well, right. There's a lot of guys out there where you're like, okay, isn't that a balk? And I, in that moment, yeah, I, I didn't think that was a good call. It's not the no. worst call I've ever seen. but And I don't think that's why the Mariners lost the game. Again, they gave themselves a bunch of chances to win it that they didn't take advantage of. And credit Mullins and the Orioles will get to him in a moment. They did the things they needed to do to win that game yesterday. It's just sort of a dumb call. I won't even call it a bad call. I'll just call it a dumb call. Yeah. Uh, Well, the Orioles were able to drive in the go-ahead run on a fielder's choice the next play. It looked like Ty France had hit the game-tying home run in the bottom of the ninth. But Cedric Mullins made one of the best catches I've seen in a very long time. Just like reaching yeah. over the wall. Um, the, I mean, the, on the TV call, they thought he had. They thought that it was a home run, and then they're like, "Oh no, he has it." Yeah. The opposite of the, it was the opposite the, of the, the Julio. Yes. One. I know. Yeah. We're just having a week of this, right? It just and I know the same thing happened when they played Baltimore the last time. It just guys are getting better and better, and for whatever reason, the Mariners have been on the wrong side of a few of these. You got to hit the ball one foot farther. Unfortunately, yeah. maybe six inches farther would have been enough last night. Well, but. then what are the odds? Dominic Canzone hits the home run in the next play, and you think that you're you think you're good. So I was but. thinking about the Canzone home run yesterday, right? So he crushed that ball. Can we all agree that was a monster, tank? Monster. Absolute yeah. monster blast to right field. The ball that Cal Raleigh hit the other day went 50 feet further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that for a second. As big as that home run was, it was 402 feet. Crushed, absolutely barreled up, laced to right field. Cal Raleigh's went 48 feet farther. Wow. <laughs> yeah. how hard he hit that ball the other day. Where'd you rank his bat flip? It's pretty good because it was kind of a like, like the, how you like me now kind of a yeah, bat flip. It, 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 oh, you want some I of this? I think I heard it on the broadcast. It gave me some strong Brett Boone bat flip vibes. Oh, I can it's see some like of that. The bat flips forward. I don't know. It's like yeah, a, it was like almost a more of a drop of just like, yeah, what's up? I, I just it. did that. I love it. It was a good one. <laughs> Unfortunately, they lost the game. Yeah. 
Cedric Mullins came back to haunt us again <laughs> with a home run in the top Mullins? of the 10th, oh. and then Trent, uh, off of Trent Thornton, and then the M's could not produce. Anything. Why are you pitching to Mullins there? I just don't get it. Don't like, like it. Wh- there's a man on third, there's one out. Wh- why? Yeah. I mean, if they score three runs instead of two, you're going to lose the game either way. I mean, like, walk that guy, set up a double play, and get yourself out of the inning, which, by the way, the next guy hit into what would have been a double play. Mm-hmm. Infuriating. Especially, by the way, after Mullins nearly cranked a home run two pitches before that. Put that guy on first base. Don't mess around with him anymore. And and try to get the next guy out. And as as some texts have pointed out, I mean, Scott was tossed at that point. So maybe, yeah, maybe and that's I, the I, I mentioned makes. that yesterday on Twitter too. Like, yeah, but you know what, Manny's been a major. I, I, I'm happy to be just as frustrated with Manny Atta. Sure. He's been a major league manager on multiple occasions and pretty good at it. It seems to just be an organizational philosophy not to do that. I got to tell you, I disagree with it in some of these moments. I, I just, I think it was the right thing to do, both in the ninth and in the tenth. And yesterday, it came back to bite him. That stinks. Uh, more, I know you want to talk about uh, the Denver Broncos game and Russell Wilson here. Do you have some of that? In, in, uh, uh, yeah, I was going to play a... just to make us feel better. Oh, okay. um, the Yankees broadcast being in disbelief over them blowing a four-run Bef- lead. Before you do it, let me just <laughs> quickly update our auction, tell people where we're at. We're at $2,500 right. Uh, right now for the auction item. So you got to beat 2500 in order to uh, win this huge auction package. 866-979-3776. Text the word BID along with your dollar amount to 866 866- Six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Got to be twenty five hundred as of now. Maura, go ahead. Sorry. Sure. Um, well, we're yeah, we're kind of running out of time. You want to do some rust? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do I some figured rust. you were itching. Yeah, we'll do a little rust. <laughs> How'd rust look? Um, you know, I've heard mixed reviews. Some people said that it was good. Some people said that it was bad. He, so he. Um, first of all, Sean Payton made him play almost the entire first half, which you know Russell never Ooh, yeah. never did here. Interesting. Um, his first series, he went one for four for Oof. 19 yards, was sacked, fumbled but recovered, and had a pass batted down by LJ Collier. Oh, that's not a good sign. Classic. So not a good start. He did end up going seven for 13 for 93 yards and a touchdown, I guess, looks better uh, later. But then um, Zach By from our sister station, Denver Sports, went on ESPN Radio, and <laughs> I don't know, he wasn't impressed. Uh, first impressions, uh, not very good. It's really hard to separate some of the negatives that we're seeing right now in a vacuum uh, and separate it from what we saw a year ago where Russell Wilson was the absolute worst version of himself and threw 16 total touchdowns. Uh, you guys were just talking about uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields needs to improve on throwing the football and threw more touchdowns than Russell Wilson did a year ago. And then the first handful of days in camp was the same thing, extremely lackluster. Then you get to and, – and it did show signs of life last week, but then you get to the first preseason game and the starting offense going up against the projected worst team in the NFL's largely second group in the Arizona Cardinals, and it was three plays, three yards. And it was a lot of the same stuff we saw a year ago. Yikes. <laughs> That's not great. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I guess I should have known it, but when you hear that stat that Zach gave there that he only threw 16 touchdowns last year, how's that even possible? I know he missed a couple of games, but. For we a guy that was like 30 count. or more every year. 16 touchdowns? Don't you remember we were still doing the, like he has more bathrooms than he has touchdowns? I guess I, I, I guess I do, but I still, when you hear it, it's still fairly Starling. shocking to hear that number. Yeah. Sheesh. So not a great start for Russ, huh? No, I don't think so. Like I said, I saw some people trying to spin it because he looked better 
later in the first half that he did well, fine. The Cardinals but, third third string yeah, defense. No. I mean, like the Cardinals are terrible. Very true. Like I said, when you're getting passes batted down by LJ Collier, who couldn't even stay on the Seahawks ro- starting roster. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. What do you, I still don't know what's going to happen this year. There is a part of me that thinks Russ is going to turn it around and that Sean Payton's a good enough coach. He's going to get the best out of him. He's going to figure out what it is that Russ does well. But I was going back and forth with, uh, what's that guy's? I don't know his actual name. Do you know who NFL, NFL philosophy or NFLosophy on Twitter? He's a Tampa Bay so. guy who's a decent Twitter personality of some sort um and he was he was tweeting about this the other day like jesus russ just bad now it's like well maybe and then his his response was something about like hey maybe Pete carroll's a miracle worker like no maybe Pete carroll is just a better coach than people give him credit for maybe pete had a pretty good sense as to what russ did well and what he didn't do well and congratulations to pete because right now he sure seems to have gotten this one absolutely right if sean payton does the same Russ could, I think, still have some success. But when Brock comes on, he'll tell you that Russ didn't look particularly athletic even. And if if he lost all the weight and if if he's not athletic now, who is he? Because he's not a sit-in-the-pocket-anymore, throw-it-around type of passer. He's going to have all kinds of problems in that world. And he's also, if he's not going to be athletic and run around... I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Well, they are already getting bit by the injury bug, which was kind of his excuse last year. So what are you going to do if you have injuries again this year? <laughs> but start him the first half. That's just, like, just brutal. Like you're asking him to earn his job. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think, that's that's kind of ex- a, I think that's exactly what they're doing. By the way, I heard Jared Stidham looked even worse. So, you know, <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my dad's out in Colorado. He watched the game and he said Ben DiNucci, the uh Seattle XFL quarterback oh, yeah. this year looked the best. Of oh, good. That's All a good right. sign for Denver. That's really great to hear. All right, more good stuff. As always, thank you for the trip around the weekend. Let me update you guys. Uh, top bid right now is twenty seven fifty. Uh, I really think that, they, look, the actual value, I think, is over $4,000. So, like, I'm, I'm psyched to see that we've uh, more than doubled, almost tripled from where we started from. But I think we got a long way to go here in the next three hours on this auction item. So just to... Put it out there one more time for everybody. We're talking about three nights at a condo in Kihei uh, for a mutually agreed upon time next year. Not right now. Nobody wants to be heading there now. Nobody wants uh, anyone to be uh, making the scene worse there. But this is in Kihei, which is in South Maui, not West Maui, where the issues have been. Uh, it's round-trip airfare for two on Alaska. It's $750 towards a rental car from Carter Volkswagen. It's $250 at a restaurant and a foursome of golf at Chambers Bay, which, by the way, I'm happy to attend. If you need me, I'm happy to come. I'm happy to show you the ropes, offer some advice on where you want to hit it on each hole. I've only played there a million times. Happy to come. I'm not, I'm not inviting myself. You buying lunch if that happens? Hey, somebody brings me to Chambers Bay. I will buy you a chicken sandwich there or chicken salad <laughs> sandwich. They have the best chicken salad sandwich in the city. Not close. There you go. Love their chicken salad. So, again, if you'd like to bid on a really incredible auction item and uh, the whole package at 866-979-3776, text the word bid and your dollar amount. Got to be at least 3,000. But quite frankly, guys, like, let's up this thing. Let's get over 4,000 in the next few minutes. And by the end of the day, I'm hoping we're well, well, well past that. Every single dollar goes to the Maui Strong fundraiser. And uh, you can find that uh, again at uh, seattlesports.com. We'll be right back. Brock is here. The Mariners had themselves an interesting weekend. And we have a lot to talk about coming up next on Brock and Salk.